is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Mavis Staples with Son of a Preacher Man. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. We've got a big one today here on this wonderful programme. It's where, of course, if you don't already know, you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And I bring in a fantastic person from the world of business. We call them a business shaper. And some people need need very little introduction, and this is one of them. It is the man himself, Antonio Carluccio. He is a chef. He is a restaurateur. He's an I'm author. not a chef. He's not a chef anymore. He was a chef. And never. Never. No, I am a See, cook. He's, he's a cook. Right, we're already arguing. Fantastic. <laughs> this is going to be such fun. You're going to be hearing even more from my wonderful and special business shaper today. Good. <laughs> didn't, he didn't need much introduction, and he, indeed, he, 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 it, it proved to be true. In addition to, to hearing from Antonio, you'll be hearing from our program partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then, of course, we've got some brilliant music to mix in today with um, Mr. Coluccio. We're going to have some Billy Taylor, Ellis, Ella Fitzgerald, and this is new music from the Branford Marsalis Quartet and Kurt Ellie. We moved around a lot when I was a kid, cause my daddy was the traveling type. Really fantastic one there. Doxy from the Branford Marsalis Quartet and Kurt Elling. As you would have heard earlier, um, because he introduced himself, as I thought he might, Antonio Carluccio is my business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers. Cook, not chef. Restaurateur, writer, about 23 cookbooks, uh, probably found in most houses of those of you listening, certainly in mine. I hope so. I hope so too. Thank you for coming here. You're you're looking splendid. Listen, it is a big, big pleasure for me. Although uh, jazz is not... uh, I am not a fanatic of jazz, but I love it. You know, that that sort of uh, conundrum. Love it because I like classic, I love all of that. But jazz, it's good jazz. Good jazz is good. It's fantastic. Antonio, we've only just met, obviously. Um, You're one of those characters uh, that's larger than life. You see the energy in your eyes. You see the passion. Mm. Without saying a word, I I get a sense of this this very special person in front of me. You grew up, uh, you were born in the south of Italy. You grew up in the north of Italy. Where did the passion for food come from? Why is food the thing that lights you up? And why has it always been that? But generally, the Italian, they believe that food is uh, uh, the second best thing in life. And uh, as such, you have to, to pay attention, obviously. In fact, it was one chef, uh, Pellegrino Artusi, in his book, he's saying that uh, procreation and food are the most important thing. One is not possible without the other. So you, you can figure it out then. And sort of looking at that, the Italian, they look at food as something pleasure. When you eat, it has to be pleasure. Otherwise, it doesn't have any sense. It has to be pleasure in enjoying the food with the taste. Uh, quantity, it's okay. But if you can share it with other people, it's wonderful. And that's, that's the, the, the main thing, while it takes Italian to choose and then make all possible to produce good food. But from a very young age, you were into it. 
The people oh, yeah. talk about the pit, they're finding the mushrooms and the, yeah. and all that. Well, your mother and father, you call him Popeye. They were, they were, they were they... wonderful, yes. Imagine that having lived in a station, because Papa was station master of the railway, when I was five, I remember that my mother, and, and we were live above the station, was sending me down into the office to see if the train would depart on time in order to go up and say, Mama, yes. And she would throw the pasta into the water so that Papa, when was coming up for food, the, the pasta was perfect. When you grow up with a sense of precision like this, you know that it's important to cook pasta well. And yet that precision is in tension, in contradiction to the spontaneity and the and the creativity that goes into creation. Oh, that, that's something else. How does that work together, though? That's something else. The, the creation, it comes with a fantasy uh, working in, in, in connection with your taste buds and, and the memory. What you can do with few ingredients, that's, that's important to assemble together something that is really fantastic. And my mother was, was fine in that. Now, the, the cooking of the pasta is, is the only precision has to be that is cooked al dente. Al dente means not, not, you know, falling apart, but having a little bit of resistance to the tooth. And this for enjoying the pasta and uh, better and making order that the pasta is digestible, better, better digestible. So all those things, they are important. The fantasy, how do you produce it together, is another one. And we're going to come to that fantasy. Stay with me for my very special business shaper here today, Antonio Caluccio. Time for some more music in the, in the meantime. This is Billy Taylor with I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free. Uh, Billy Taylor with I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free. And, and I was just saying to Antonio, it kind of gives me goosebumps when I hear that. I get goosebumps uh, and I'm taken to another place when I eat something very special. Do you remember the first thing you created? How old were yes. you? What was it? Yes, it was, uh, I remember, it, it was in a very sad occasion, actually, because in life it's not only a lovely occasion, but a sad one as well. Uh, my little brother died, and uh, I remember what could I do to um, make my family thinking on something else. So I went to the market and I bought about a kilo or something of anchovies under salt. And I went home, and it took me about three or four hours to take the salt out and fillet it, all these anchovies. You know, those that you find in oil, the fillet. And it, I took also quite a lot of parsley and garlic and chili, and I chopped it very finely. How old were you at this, this time? About, uh, no, I was about uh, 19. Hmm. And uh, and it is, in fact, I relieved a little bit the, the, the heavy weight that was in the family to the, what happened, obviously. And so all the morning I worked on that, and then I presented to um, my brother and sister, and they ate a little bit, and they were revived a little bit. So uh, you take one anchovy fillet, you put on a little crostino with a little bit of the green sauce that I prepared with chopped parsley, garlic, and, and, and say, And it is a lovely thing to do for other people. 
you know when you're able to produce something for somebody else and enjoy it and it is a wonderful thing to do it's an act of love actually when did you know you were good at this, Antonio? When did it strike you that you could I, actually make a living? I, I didn't know. No, 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 no. I didn't know all of that because um, it, it was natural seeing what my mother used to do and uh, the, 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 the food that she used to produce was fantastic. In fact, she was producing even a little bit more than necessary because we uh, young people coming back in the evening, so midnight or one o'clock from sort of battles, <laughs> we were meeting each other in front of the fridge. And all the cold stuff that was left over, it was polished. So she knew that we would like to have something like that in the middle of the night as a midnight feast. And it was fantastic. Now, you grow up with all of this, and, and, and there's a good taste. When I was then alone in Vienna, alone, I wasn't alone, but I, I was studying there, and, and I, I was by myself, and I wanted to have the food that my mother used to create, and then I became a cook. I started to cook pasta and things like that, share it with um, other people, and I can tell you, if you are a student again somehow in life, don't say to the girls, come and see my etchings, but say and say, come and eat my pasta. You see, that's the secret to love and life. Uh, lots more coming up from Antonio Carluccio, and you're going to be hearing about how uh, the humble cook mm. uh, became a bit more than that um, pretty rapidly, actually. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, it's another part of our Future Shapers series. It's someone who is going to be shaping the world of business in the very near future. I'm Claire Vero and I'm the founder of Aurelia Probiotic Skincare, which is a British luxury skincare company that fuses scientific probiotic technology with bioorganic botanicals. I work for one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in their centre of excellence for dermatology and I became more and more aware of ingredients and how certain ingredients impact the skin and I wanted to leave as soon as I discovered the power of probiotics and set up a probiotic skincare brand but that we had a really strict free-from-ingredients policy and looked at how we could source ingredients in a more ethical way and partner with fair trade associations. So there's lots of challenges that I faced, both internal and external. But one of the things that I think has been the biggest learn for us is setting up a skincare company from solely a digital platform, which is what I did in the beginning. Because I self-funded the business, I worked as a consultant and carried on working for my first six months. So I, I didn't have a real retailer focus. So I wasn't out seeing retailers to, to get the brand stocked. I decided that I was going to concentrate on the product, but also uh, building a, an incredible website to help build trust with our consumers. And so the challenge is that people want to try products before they buy them, particularly if they're expensive and luxury skincare. So I had to create a really fantastic website, but also had to drive people to the website. So from the first piece of press we had in 2013 in Elle magazine, we've subsequently had over 800 articles written about us. And this really started customers finding us on aureliaskincare.com. When you're entrepreneurial and things are changing the whole time, you can slip into being a bit authoritarian and trying to really put your kind of views of what needs to be done out there. And there's 
plenty of things that need to be done in a startup. But I'd like to think that I'm more democratic and giving everybody their own effective decision making. We've set clear goals and then we work as a really structured team to deliver what we need to. So I'm definitely in it for the long haul. I've got a huge list of products that we're wanting to launch over the next um, few years. And I really want to develop the way we speak to our customers digitally. And I've created a personalised skin tool, which is available on our website. And in our first week of launching, we had over 4,000 women complete it. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday, 9am. I get the chance to talk to someone shaping the world of business. I have a very special person here today, I, I think, and I'm sure you do too. It's Antonio Carluccio. Um, the the man that you see, in fact, the name you see on many, many streets. You came to the UK. You you settled in London. You created this incredible restaurant in Neil Street in Covent Garden in London. And then what? Because this was a very special restaurant. How did it then explode into what we now know as Carlucci? Yeah, no, that's very funny because uh, I was wine merchant for quite some time. And I never wanted, I knew about 3,000 restaurants as a customer, so whatever, you know, in Europe, in, in Germany and here. And I never wanted to have a restaurant because I know that having a restaurant, it's heavy. You know, it's, it's, uh, your liberty is gone completely. And uh, when Terence saw that I could cook, Terence Conrad was my ex-brother-in-law, and he saw that I could cook and... Uh, that I would be interested in, in, in kitchen, in, 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 in cooking and food, he offered to me to run the Neil Street restaurant, which um, I said, okay, I can accept it only if I am not responsible for the running <laughs> and just for the food and PR and all of that, you know. And he accepted and I accepted and I did it. And that was fun because I could create the food that I wanted. I could uh, be myself and not being with burden. And the fact then of Carluccio came about, uh, the fact that I wanted to have produce from Italy, the best produce. And with the help of Priscilla, my ex-wife, so we then started to import and create the brand, Carluccio's brand, with the best produce that Italy. And we had the possibility to take a shop next door to the restaurant. And there was the first Carluccio. But it wasn't restaurant it was just a shop the deli and then what who did you meet how did that then the next stage come then, together then yeah then I, so we created that uh, brand for one year using my knowledge and and and, and my uh, sort of name already which i had it for mushroom for restaurant and so on so on, so on. and uh, then we decided to name the next step we didn't have enough money so and we we called somebody and it was Simon Kosov. And Simon Kosov presented us uh, with a very good um, accountant. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to have people that they know what they're doing. Did you have, I mean, obviously you, at this point you have this vision for, I just want the great produce. Yes. I need to feel the produce oh, yeah. here. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But looking at Simon Kosov, who went on to, to help co- yeah. co-found this business and be, yes. the, be the business person kind of make, making sure that the, the trains ran on time. Yes. Did you ever 
feel that the the passion and the love of food was becoming a secondary thing to the running of the business or did, oh, no, is, no, is no, that no, what you no, managed no, to no, maintain no, no. for me b- business was a secondary thing uh, most important was the production of food to see what people they would like and and, and, and prepare that for that and, and get the best food from Italy always just, just concentrated on that because I thought if you are employing people they are very good at their job then they do their job so the accountancy and running and so on and so on and so was the case so Simon and, and, and Frank, they uh, chose then another way, uh, people with money. The bank wasn't very, very, very keen on that. But they were at the, the X-Men that owned the uh, Seattle Coffee Company that sold it to Starbucks, invested in us, and other friends, they invested. And so was Carluccio's created. And we are here in 2016 with a lot more. And we're going to hear a lot more from Antonio in a couple of minutes. Time for some more music in the meantime, though, if I can get my words up. Ella Fitzgerald, you'll have heard of her. Another shaper, and it's Georgia on my mind. Ella Fitzgerald with a thoughtful number there, Georgia on my mind. Antonio's been my my business shaper and my guest, and I and I'm. It's like try. It's like having a master and wanting to make sure you ask the right questions, and it's very hard because time is limited. You brought a stick with you. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this stick because you made this stick. Well, I needed when I was very young to go and picking mushrooms. Visualize it for you. It's a beautiful piece. It is a thumbstick. It's called. It's a thumbstick. It how high? This a is quite a, It's a big. Uh, well, yes, it's about one and a half meter. And this run to to lean on it and uh, use it for walking. And all this in here, this detail? This came about because at the beginning I was just putting my initial when I was a child to to show this is my my sake. Then later on I discovered that with a little knife by whittling, that's what it's called in it, in, uh, and you could produce this design. And they have a collection now of three or four hundred. And I even remember of the stick maker guild of Great Britain. <laughs> Can you imagine? Stick maker guild of Great Britain. Fantastic. I didn't even know th- some of oh. that existed. Yeah. <laughs> but, you're, but you're an artisan. That's really the point of this, isn't I it? I like to, to, to change shapes of things with my hands, to touch things with my hands. So my hands are um, a very pleasurable uh, tool for me. You know, I can touch and, and, and shape and, 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 and enjoy now you're 79 years young. I am very young. Do you feel? And I'm, I'm again. I'm looking at those eyes, and they're pretty, pretty deep. Eyes. Are you? You are not bad. No, no, boys. <laughs> but I'm no Antonio Carlucci. Yeah. The you still got a big force in there. What, I think. What is, what I is think going that the, I think that the best piece of my of my person is the head. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I feel very young. Uh, the body, it's it's okay. Um, according to the age, has pretty but, good stuff. But the head is is wonderful because uh, I am about now to finish a book that I started twenty years ago, called Signor Porcino and Madame Chanterelle. 
which is a story, you know, that I know about mushrooms. I heard you know a bit, yeah. And, and I want to write this story about those, those two guys, which are the uh, patron and matron of the year meeting of the mushrooms in the world. Wait for it. It is wonderful. This creativity, is it, is it your thing? Is that the yeah. energy in you? Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's a stick, whether yeah. it's the book, whether it's the food. Food or whatever. And and love still. Yeah, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. How dare I ask an Italian yeah. if love's important? Uh, my final chat's coming up with Antonio very shortly. And um, plus, we'll be playing a track from Donald Bird. That's after the latest traffic and travel. Jazz shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Donald Burb with Places and Spaces. Antonio Calucci is just with me for a few more precious minutes. Um, you mentioned before when your little brother very sadly passed away, you said um, you made that dish, and it was a dish made with love and for a love. Anchovy in salsa verde. That is, I'm not going to even try and pronounce it, but that's what you said. The anchovies with a beautiful yeah. green sauce. Yeah. Uh, sauce. It, it, you know, one of my, my dreams, and we're going we're gonna to realise that at some point shortly, is that I'm going to walk into Carluccio's with you. Yes. And I'm going to show you off like a like a, a, an amazed human being. But, I, but it sounds I silly. I will say to, to lay a sort of red carpet for you. <laughs> but does that give you pleasure? You walk in there and you've, you've created, as you said, an atmosphere of specialness. I can tell you at the beginning was even so an impediment uh, for me, Carluccio's everywhere, because I said, mm, you dilute yourself too much. <laughs> You know, he a bit. At the end, then, uh, you know, when they gave me the commendatore, it is the uh, equivalent of the knighthood in Italy, and then they went to receive it at the embassy. And I said, my goodness, commendatore, usually we make joke in Italy, when in, in a cafe when you called commendatore, 10 people turns around <laughs> because everybody seems to be a commendatore. But anyway, commendatore, it gives to me the pleasure to be recognized by Italy for what I do. But even better than that, it was the OBE mm. because I never would expect that Britain would recognize my effort to do Italian food in Britain. And they did. All of a sudden, I say, oh, the British Empire. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> what do I have to do with British Empire myself? And that was really funny because I felt uh, that was good. That was a recognition. That was good. But it never went to my head, all of it. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasurable thing. And now what I see written Carluccio's, it doesn't have the same meaning as before, obviously. But I remember that perhaps the first time that I saw my name Carluccio printed, it was when I was correspondent of La Stampa of Turin and it was under a little article uh, saying something about the area, Chronicle, where <laughs> written by Antonio Carluccio, that makes big effect on you. You know, Antonio Carluccio published like this. Uh, just like somebody that tried to commit a crime just to be in the paper. <laughs> well, listen, the thing is, you didn't commit a crime. You you no. have done some extraordinary things over your life, and I'm sure with the book that you're writing is just another wonderful thing that will happen. I look forward to it. Is it going to be in English or Italian? 
Uh, in English, obviously. Okay, good. Yeah, just and checking. I hope that it will be translated in many languages. I'm sure it will be. Anton, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for spending some time with me, short as it was. Before I let you go, yes. what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, Lucio Dalla, it's a pity that, that he died because he was really, for me, uh, probably the the variation of Italian jazz, if you like it. Because it was inventive, it was creative, it was diversive. And the Piazza Grande is a sort of similar to a soul uh, song. Uh, it is the Grande Piazza in Bologna. It is the piazza where he uh, lived and, and, he would, and he sings this song in a wonderful way. But then he tackled many other uh, things in life, always uh, taking another form of, of song, not the usual Italian, you know, honey and, uh, and schmaltz. <laughs> um, very, very good singer, very creative, very nice. I think it is the Italian counterpart of Gerald, probably. Well, here it is. Thank you so much for recommending it. Piazza Grande from Lucio Dalla. That was Piazza Grande from Lucio Dalla, the song choice of my fantastic business shaper today, the one and only Antonio Carluccio. A humble man throughout all of this success, he still retains that sense of being just who he was when he was a small child. Passionate about food, passionate about love that you bring into creating food and has never lost that, continues to drive it. And super creative, someone who just sees that everything in life is there to be made and to be created into something special whether it's food whether it's his walking stick or anything else in the book he's writing it just doesn't matter absolutely inspiring stuff do join me again same time same place that's next saturday 9 a.m sharp here on jazz fm for another edition of jazz shapers but right now stay with us because coming up next it's nigel williams <laughs>